Ryan Pace, for all of the the flack that he gets or maybe not the, the all the credit that he should get, for a guy to see something in Matt Barkley to bring him in, it shows me something that he knows it comes down to figuring out football players. It's the future. Down and distance. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Down and Distance. Jared Payton here with you for another installment exclusively on WGNRadio.com. And today I do want to say thank you to Gage Diamonds. Uh, Gage Diamonds specializes in custom engagement rings with certified hand-selected diamonds for the exquisite Design that will last a lifetime, 0% financing for 12 months. Gage Diamonds is Engagement's middle name in Chicago's vibrant River North Bridal District. Go to GageDiamonds.com, the new sponsor of Down and Distance and my Peyton Presser. So appreciate you very much for, for being a part of this. And everybody that's watching now on Facebook Live, don't forget to call 312-644-4110 yesterday. The Bears, they lose to the Motor City Kitties 20-17 to in Detroit. Kind of heartbreaking a little bit just because the Bears were in the game yesterday. I mean, they were in the game, but a lot of things that were kind of jumping around. As you can see, a team that is, that is very undisciplined because there are a lot of young guys that are playing key positions and and key plays right now because of injuries and suspensions and you have guys maybe with not a lot of experience but what comes with that you have penalties and stuff that will hurt you and that's what we saw yesterday and and for a team that does have a lot of young talent this Bears team cannot afford to shoot themselves in the foot when you on the verge of of beating a, a team that is possibly going to win a division and uh, a team that you beat early on in the season. And I know Detroit was a different team than they are now, but still it kind of is a measuring stick of where this bears team is and where they kind of sit. And when you look at this team, you can't look about what's going on outside in, in, in the NFL. I think you have to kind of narrow it down to the division and see where you sit in division. Cause that's what you need to be able to win. That's what you need to be able to be consistent and be competitive in your division. If you can do that, then you can start talking about other things down the line. But the Bears, they're still trying to figure it out. And it's going to be a learning process for Bears fans out there. So I need you to kind of sit back, relax a little bit, understand this process is going to take time. But there's some interesting things that jumped out to me. And I think Matt Barkley, his third start, as an NFL quarterback, he's showing me enough now that I can look at him and say, this guy can be a bridge quarterback for whoever you draft next season. Cause let's be, let's be honest. The bears are going to have to draft a quarterback. And if they, if they draft a quarterback, more likely it's that quarterback is not going to be ready to go like a Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz. Let's just say that's the case. So that guy's going to have to be able to sit back and learn from somebody. Or does this team go out in free agency? And I've seen a lot of people through the podcast or through Twitter who have hit me up who talk about maybe going out and get somebody. I've seen Romo's name thrown out there. Listen, for a team that's trying to – I feel like you go get a Tony Romo if you have things in line and you're a 
you want to take that risk because you think that you're almost there. Like you're just that one piece away. Pretty similar to what the Bears did with Jay Cutler when they brought Jay Cutler in from Denver. They thought they were a piece away. They had a defense that was there. They had a running game. They had everything that they needed. And they go, man, we got this quarterback and we're going to go over the hump. The Bears aren't there right now. Let's be honest. They're not. This Bears team is far from that. So to to have a guy like him, is, or you could have him and Hoyer battle it out and see what's going to happen. But I look at both guys, and they both had opportunities to start in for the Bears this season. And I see that Brian Hoyer, pretty good between the 20s, right? Pretty good in between the 20s. But when it comes to putting points on the board, that's one thing that he lacked. Uh, with Barkley, I'm starting to see a guy that doesn't have all the arm strength, uh, but is very efficient when he's out on the football field. I also see a guy that when he makes those intermediate throws, very precise, and a guy that's very, very comfortable in the two-minute offense. Very, very comfortable. Most quarterbacks aren't that comfortable, especially guys that don't have a lot of playing experience. They don't feel comfortable being the two-minute. It's hurry up. It's a lot of stuff, moving parts. He feels comfortable when things are moving. So it kind of throws in that conversation that I'm having with myself and with my friends is why don't we see more of the two-minute offense? Why don't we see more of a hurry-up structure, you know, when Matt's in, if that's where he feels the most comfortable? And if that's the case, you, you put him in situations, and coaches are supposed to do that. They're supposed to put players in situations to be successful, to be comfortable, and to take out the best in their abilities. And I'm not seeing that. But I do see a lot of progress in a, in a young kid who is still trying to figure his way out, hasn't had the time to really grasp his NFL uh, experience, but he's grasping it now, and I really like what Barkley's done. And I think that's a credit to Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace, Ryan Pace, for all of the the flack that he gets, or maybe not the, the all the credit that he should get, for a guy to see something in Matt Barkley to bring him in, it shows me something that he knows. It comes down to figuring out football players, and I want to see more of what Ryan Pace can do down the line. To me, he doesn't get enough credit. He doesn't get enough credit. I know everybody's like, well, this and that. Well, listen, you go and you you basically give this whole entire roster a facelift, right? They give a facelift. Then you, you, you move guys around and you're asking why are you moving guys around. But the one thing that you have to understand is that this team doesn't have a lot of depth. They, they, they're still trying to build on that. They're trying to build on depth. They don't have the depth right now. So you've got a lot of young guys playing, but you can't discredit – the young guys that are making plays and that are being a vital, vital contributors to this Bears offense and defense. Leonard Floyd, a monster. A lot of people talking about, well, you know, he's maybe not that guy. Well, listen, he was a project. If you watched him in college in Georgia, he was a project. He was like, we're going to figure this thing out. Let's put it together. Let's figure it out. But we have something in this guy that you can't teach, and that's speed. Leonard Floyd has speed. You can't teach speed. And now it's all coming together. It's all coming together. Because if you go back to the game where you started to really see it, it was that last Green Bay game. Pernell McPhee, him, like he really started to really figure it out. And having the opportunity to talk with Clint Hurt, his coach, he said it to me. 
He said it, JP. There's something about this young man that's special. We have something special in that young man. Cody Whitehair, special. I mean, think about it. Think about going to your own job, right? Think about going to your job or you're at your job and you do something very, very well. And then your boss comes to you and says, listen, we want, we're going to switch this around on you. You're going you're gonna to do something totally different that you're not used to doing. Sometimes that's hard to accept. For a rookie to come in and, and accept his role, accept switching over to center and playing center and to do, do a great job, to me, that speaks volumes to not only him, but also the, the scouting that Ryan Pace did to, to figure out that this is the guy we're going to take in the second round. And then we can't forget about Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard is um, – he's a gift. I know we're around Christmas time. He's a gift. He's a gift that uh, you don't see that often. Uh, you you want to just watch him more and more. And I think uh, yesterday was, was one of those reasons why I was, I was upset. I was watching the game. I was also working on my TV show, so I was going, going back and forth. I couldn't be totally entrenched in the game and watch it. I actually had to watch it over. But the first time, I was hearing Jordan Howard's name, but I wasn't hearing it like I thought I was going to hear it yesterday. And I think the reason why is because I thought it was going to be ground and pound all day. Put it on his back, let him go, let him run, and let him do what he does and carry this team. Let him carry this team. Because offensively, we've seen the, the, the success that this team has had in wins and the three wins that they've had all season long. Jordan Howard has got no less than 23 carries. So why not keep giving him the ball? So I was hoping yesterday, I'm like, man, this is this is this is gonna be it. He's gonna carry the ball, keep Stafford off the field. And then when I look back at the box score at the end of the game, 13 carries for 86 yards. 86 yards, 13 carries. That's it for Jordan Howard. And there's a recipe there. This is not a secret. I'm one of these people that I don't always believe in stats and like looking at the stats, but when you look at the stats and when this team has won games and when they've been successful on offense, the reason why is because Jordan Howard is carrying the football. 13 times is not going to cut it. And there's nothing that you can tell me this week of why you didn't run the football more because it wasn't like you were getting blown out in this game. You were right in, you were in this game. You were leading. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense at all. I have no clue that you want to get away from the run, especially the stretch that was ran to the left side of that offensive line that was getting big, huge chunks all game. You can't tell me that you're not running the football because, of, oh, we're trying to get. No, this was your opportunity. And if you look at the time of possession, the time of possession shows close to 34 minutes that the Lions had the football. 25 for the Chicago Bears. If you want to win, and, and, and you know in this game, especially when a quarterback is so hot that is playing so good and so well, I mean, Matthew Stafford is playing at a – he's playing at that, at that level, at that level that a lot of people never thought he could be at, but he's playing at that level. So how do you beat the team that's leading the division? Well, you run the football, you control the clock, and you keep that offense off the football field. I'm telling you. You have to be able to keep it off the football field. And if you could do that, it gives you an opportunity to be able to win. But Dow Loggins has to figure out a way to uh, 
to get that young man more carries because 13 times is, is it's not enough. It's not enough. It's almost a recipe for disaster when you look at the stats. 23 times or more, they win the game. Let's not try to get cute here and change things and change what we're trying to do. No, let's go with what we've seen that's worked. We have three wins on the season, ladies and gentlemen. Three. Three wins. 312-644-4110 is the phone number if you want to chime in to talk about yesterday's game. I'm still just trying to figure it out. A lot of people in the conversation, um, you know, talking, just I'm watching right now, Anthony's tweeting, which both Anthony's are tweeting right now, so I'm seeing both of them, uh, just about how the running game is, it's become, I don't want to say non-existent, because I, I, I think we're starting to see it more come back into the fold just because of, you know, being able to control the game. And when you have a running back that can put you in manageable second and third downs where you're not third and long second and long the playbook opens up more of what you can do the playbook opens up more so if you have that guy that can that's giving you five yards a carry come on man let's not get away from it i understand we're in this new day and age of these spreads and trying to throw the ball here and there but uh it comes down to you know teams that you see win or they're able, especially to win championships, they're able to run the ball effectively and efficient. If you have that, why not use it? I think the biggest thing, and not even just to talk about this game, but uh, just to step away from the game, because last week was a weird week being at Hallis Hall. And last week, I, I, I think it had to do with um, the – the reports about Vic Fangio and John Fox having some type of rift or feud or whatever it is. Both guys denied it. I was there Wednesday last week at House Hall. Both guys denied it and were just saying that, you know, Fox never said, yeah, Fangio's coming back. He's like, I want all my coaches back. Well, if John Fox is listening, he needs to understand that uh, a, a vital piece of this organization getting back to where they want to be is making sure that Vic Fangio is in the fold. Because I don't know of another great defensive mind that's out there on the street that you can pick up. And to see what Vic Fangio has done with this Bears defense, with all the injuries, all the suspensions, everything that's happened is pretty darn amazing. Someone needs to pat the guy on the back. Someone needs to give him credit. And he should be pretty darn happy and proud of what he's done with this Bears defense with all the youth, all those injuries, I mean, he's taking this thing to beat from – just think about it. Go back. Go back. If you're a Bears fan, go back to the days when you were thinking about and, and watching what was going on when uh, when we were sitting here watching what was going on maybe two, th- three, four years ago. Huh? Before Fangio got here. Just think about it. Think about where this team was defensively. It was a joke. It was a joke. We're talking about bottom-of-the-barrel joke in the NFL when it came to defense. The Tressman era. Does that hurt a little bit? Yeah, just think about it. When it brings you back to that place and it hurts, it should hurt a little bit because where we are right now and what Vic Fangio can do and what he's done, what he's done defensively with guys to make guys better, the long-term effects 
the long-term success of this organization, this franchise, is going to depend on having a guy like that in the fold. So if there is some type of feud or a conflict, they need to figure it out. John Fox has to figure it out. His, I mean, I know he's going to be he's 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 going to be around. I know fans are like, "Well, get rid of Fox." Well, he's going to be around for next year. So, but Vic Fangio better be around next year. I'm telling you that right now. Because he's one of those guys that is a difference maker. He changes everything, and he changes the way that guys play because his ability to get the best out of guys that he coaches that are in his scheme is what's truly amazing to me. Um, <laughs> Yes, Mel Tucker, bring him back. No, please don't. Please don't bring him back. I like where we're at right now. I mean, you look at Pernell McPhee, Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Eddie Goldman, if he can if he can stay healthy, I mean, just think about the, the possibilities of how good he can be. And then you've got Leonard Floyd and Kwiatkowski and guys, guys that like you're starting to see like, hmm, like these guys might have a place. And I think that's where Bears fans have to be patient because they're people are like, why am I watching this team? Because you're watching this team now to watch these young guys play and to see if they're actually going to be an impact or be contributors down the line, or if they're not going to be in Bourbon Day next summer. That's what you have to look forward to. Because guys are playing their best right now. They're trying to do everything they can because they're playing for their livelihoods. They're playing for their jobs. It's not like they're just playing, oh, yeah, we're here. I got a Bears sweatshirt and a sweatsuit. I can wear that around and, you know, go out to the city, maybe get a free cheeseburger here. No, no, no. Guys are playing for their jobs right now. They know what it is. You have three wins on the season. Three. With three wins on the season, that means that there's change coming somewhere. And guess what? You could be a part of the change if you don't get your act together. Shouts out to the defense yesterday. Shouts out to the defense. I really, truly, I mean, the one thing that we haven't seen in the last three games is a takeaway, and yesterday, we saw that yesterday. And, and I, you got to give credit. Uh, you have to give credit. I love seeing that. I mean, there were presents, airmail that were just sent to the Bears, and making plays and creating takeaways is what this defense has to get back to. That's If that's the one knock that you want to talk about, then, then you can knock on that. But watching this this defense like come together and Vic Fangio piecing it together with just masking tape and some scotch tape and some Elmer's glue, it's you got to give credit because it's not easy. And everybody thinks, oh, well, you know what? Guys are just playing. When you don't have experience in this league, the only thing that gets you better, it's not practice, it's games. And you have to make mistakes in the games. And the one thing you're supposed to do as a pro is when you make those mistakes, you go back in the film room, you watch that, and you try not to make that mistake again. I mean, it is what it is. A lot of people talking about uh, drafting Peppers from Michigan in the first round, Anthony said. Listen, me and my buddy who's normally on this uh, podcast with me, Sean Davis, SD2Mikes on Twitter, um, we're both talking to some people, some execs in the NFL, and um, they kind of said the same thing about a guy. And listen, Jarrell Peppers is unbelievable from Michigan. I love him to death. I think he's a good football player. I think you put him on on this on a bear on a team, any team. Doesn't have to be the Bears. You put him on a team, 
and he he he's going to make plays. Um, but Sean and I talked about it last week. I just don't know if he has the range for the NFL range that you would like out of a safety because he's not playing corner. He, he's definitely going to be a guy that's going to come down in the box and be able to help stop the run. But when you talk about range to be able to move and make plays – um, that's something that I definitely want to see. And a guy that doesn't have a lot of interceptions in college, I just don't know how that's going to translate over to quarterbacks that make better decisions in the NFL. How does that affect him? Can he make plays? Yeah, he can make plays. I just worry that the Bears are going to be in that position in that first round where they have an opportunity to be able to take best available, and the best available could be at that position or wherever they end up drafting right there could be staring at you, Leonard Fournette. Then what do you do? You got Jordan Howard. What do you do? You just you do you have, do you bring in Fournette? It's going to be a tough situation. Listen to Mel Kiper talk about the quarterbacks in this draft, and he had uh, Trubisky from North Carolina. He said basically he was the only quarterback he has going in the first round right now, and that's if he comes out. So all the Bears fans hoping to get that quarterback in the first round, or what it, that that might be just a myth or a wish and a hope and a prayer. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch this team and how they draft down the line because um, I believe you need two two more solid drafts, free agency periods to grab some 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 playmakers and figure this thing out. And if you can start doing that, then you can really start to see the change. But you got to have a foundation first to be able to stand on before anything. And if you can have that foundation to stand on. Um, and build something on, then, I mean, the rest is history. Then you can start competing with the Packers and you can compete with the Lions. And, you know, I I, I definitely think that the, the Vikings are next year, as we talk about next year because this year is done for us already. Next year the Vikings are going to get better. So everybody in the, in the division, hopefully you got to start trending up. And if you can trend up, you can be in that conversation. Um Man, there are a lot of things that the Bears could go get in this draft. There's a lot of needs, and I think you can see that with just three wins on the season. There's a lot of needs, and you have to be able to fill those. But so far, Ryan Pace has done a good job in picking out things and guys that fit what they're trying to do. And I think you got to give him time. There needs to be time. So the whole talk today, hearing about Bill Polian, maybe he wanted to get back into uh, the business, move away from commentating and coming back into making football decisions. Uh, listen, I love Bill Polian. I think he's awesome. I love his listening to his insight. Uh, but I, I just don't – I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we we talk about younger, right? We talk about younger. And, and we can go on – we can go on rap sheets and we can go on credentials and what people have done in the past. And I get all that. But in this day and age now, in this new day of football, it's almost about new minds and how they look at things. And I'm fine with the way everything's going. But if this is the thing with Pace. Pace thought that when he came into this organization, he was going to kind of be able to make those decisions. And I think he found out he's got to go through five, six different areas before he can make decisions well you got to give him if you're going to let him just kind of cook everything up you got to give him the ingredients and give him the utensils to be able to do that let him do that let him let him make those decisions I mean if that's the case that's what you brought him in for and I think hopefully 
we'll start to see that. But there's there's a lot of stuff going on, man. There there there's still a lot of stuff going on. Um, I don't know. I I I'm just trying to figure out. The whole I, I keep seeing Jay. You know, Jay has to go. Alberto, I see that. I I just can't see Jay Cutler being here next season. I just I can't see it. But anything's possible. And one of my favorite basketball players, Kevin Garnett, told me that back in the day. He said, anything's possible. So I'm never going to count it out that he's not here. But I just I just don't see things getting better until Jay's out of, out of this the conversation. Um, no disrespect to him. It's just I, I just don't think things move forward without him. Because when he's here, he's still that lightning run. And there's still like this aura around him about – people not liking him, people defending him. I think you got to move on and you have to start new. And if you're going to try to find the quarterback of the future, then you need to start looking towards it. Uh, My only beef is, is that you haven't drafted a quarterback in a couple of years. So now you're behind the eight ball. You're, you're, you're behind the eight ball now. So I think that's probably the, the, the toughest thing. Let's, let's go out to the line real quick. Who we got on the line? Tim Pennington. Who is it? Tim out of Morristown, Tennessee. Tim, what's going on, man? Oh, I love Tennessee, man. That's my I was that's my second home. How you doing? What what's going on with you? I'm doing good. What is your thought of Jay Cutler? Well, you know what, Tim, it's uh I I don't have big issues with Jay. I just uh I came to the realization that Jay is going to be Jay. And uh, that you have to know what you're getting in Jay Cutler. And over the years, he's a guy that has all of the – he's got everything. Everything that you would want in a quarterback, but he's also does those bad things that keep reoccurring. And I've always said this. You watch a quarterback in college, more likely that's going to be that same person nine times out of ten. They're going to be the same way in the pros as well. So if you throw a lot of picks in college or you had an opportunity, you, you were you were, you were one of those guys, then more than likely you're going to do it in the NFL as well. And that we, he is who he is. He's got all the potential. Uh, I just don't think we ever got a chance to really see the most, the best of it. And I think what hurt him, to his credit, is all of the offensive coordinators that he's had since he's been here in Chicago. And I think we saw the best Jay Cutler last season with Adam Gase because they got the ball out of his hands quick and they didn't make him make a lot of decisions. They got the ball out quick and we started to see him cut down on those interceptions. This year I still think he's he had to make too many too many uh, decisions and we started to see a guy that was you know had injuries and then next thing you know still was inconsistent. I think uh... – the Bears got rid of Jay Cutler. You would actually see a go- good quarterback out of him w- at a different team. I don't think he's going to be a good Bear. Well, I mean that's the the hardest part. Normally, guys leave somewhere and they need uh, you know so a new surrounding. Look at you know Derrick Rose with New York. I mean a Chicago kid, love being here, but goes to New York, averaging what nineteen points a game, if I'm not mistaken, and. Uh, you know, yeah. He just needed a new scenery. So wherever he goes, exactly. I hope he does well. I do too. I just hope that he goes. Uh, my boy, my son, my boy's nine years old, and he can't stand Jay Cutler. He's a, uh, a New York Giants fan because of Jay Cutler. Well, that's that, uh, oh, you know I grew that up bag, that I one game where he, watching, we got sacked a bunch of times, right? Yeah. Yeah, 
over and over and then pick. He always talks about Jay Cutler as the leading picker of the NFL. He throws more than anybody. I'm like, Bob, you, you, you got to stay with him. But I grew up watching your dad. I, I'm a Walter Payton fan for life, and I've I've seen him play. I know people that has met him. I used to live up in Schaumburg, Illinois. Uh, I grew up watching 85 Bears play and play and play, and I just want to get back to them. I'd love to see that happen again. Well, Tim, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for calling. You can call back anytime, okay? I appreciate talking to you, buddy. All right, take care. You too, bud. So, I mean, that's kind of that's. I mean, I, I don't have beef with Jay, man. I really don't. I don't have beef with Jay. I want Jay to do well. I want Jay to be successful somewhere else, uh, wherever he goes. But it's time to change, and we've we've already started to see the change in this organization. And I think you got to keep changing, and I think it's best for both parties. You, you have to make it happen. And you know, I'm proud. I'm very, very proud of Matt Barkley for what he's done and being thrown into the fire and making things happen. Real quick, we're gonna go back out to the line. Real quick, who we got on the line? Hi, this is uh, Dominic from Iowa City. Dominic, what's going on in Iowa City, man? Oh, not a whole lot. It's cold and it's just been snowing since yesterday. Well, stay warm, man. What's going on? What, what What's your beef right now? Uh, I don't really have a beef. Uh, you know, the Bears have kind of, you know, just, just kind of how they looked all year. But I think they need to draft a secondary or a safety in the draft for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I don't think you can go wrong. The safety position has been one of those positions that's been a revolving door here in Chicago for you know years now since Mike Brown was here. And you got to figure out how to, you know, sure up that position because the front seven of this Bears defense is phenomenal, and you need a back end. And if you can add a piece to that back end to help you out a little bit more. Um, yeah. it only it's only going to help down the line. I was just looking at somebody that was on the uh, that was on uh, the, the the stream. They were just saying defense wins championships, and it's it's true. Yep. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I've only been watching the Bears since about 2002, so I, I didn't get to watch Walter Payton play. But all the videos I've seen of him, he was awesome. And I watch your guys' podcast every week, so I'd give a shout out to you for that too. Uh, yeah, I hope the Bears can figure it out. I'll keep watching them. It's tough. All right, man. Well, listen, uh, keep it cool in Iowa City, and uh, talk to you soon, all right? All right. Sounds good. And talk, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Take care. Yeah, you too. We we got a lot of stuff going on, man. It's crazy to start thinking about where, you know, everybody is and where this team is going. But if you have faith, man, anything is possible the Bears are going to get better. I know they are. And you have to just kind of like where you see this team at right now and just enjoy the process of watching them get better. Just watch. Oh, Brian, this uh, stands for Friends of Uncle Mike, a good friend of mine uh, that's a golf outing that they have every single year for a guy that passed away. And, um, yeah, we wear this and we, we go out and golf in his honor, and it's always uh, it's pretty cool. So, Shouts out to to Uncle Mike. A lot of great things that are happening. And I just start to really kind of, how do you figure out, 
you know, where this team's going to be three, four years. But I wrote it. I said, I believe in my heart that if we sit and watch this develop and we get a couple more good drafts that we're going to look back at this time and go, man, remember where we were three years ago? We're so much better now. So much better now. So that's always good. Um, I appreciate you guys for tuning in this week. Down the Distance Podcast. Also want to thank again Gage Diamonds for being the new sponsor of Down the Distance and also uh, the Jared Payton presser that's on WGNRadio.com. Don't forget to go to GageDiamonds.com today. Need that new bling bling. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Peyton Sun, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N on Twitter to keep the conversation going and find also some of the old podcasts on D-A-D pod on Twitter as well. As always, I was here, but now I'm gone. Peace, everybody.